Hello everyone, welcome to WDW Happy Hour. I am Catherine, joined around the table by my fellow podcast members, Matt. Hello. Scott. Good day. And Rob. Greetings. So we have an exciting trip recap of the West Coast coming to you today and lots of news and lots of fun. Um, but we're going to start our podcast as we always do. Um, picking a Disney drink from some some location, topping it off. And Matt, you're topping it off this week, so what do we have? You know, I am. And um, for those who listened to our last podcast, we um, the majority of us just got back from a Disneyland trip, and we got to check out Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for the first time. And so I will be the first uh, member of the podcast to bring you a uh, drink from the heralded Oga's Cantina. And the drink well, that I'm highlighting. Rose on your nose. I know. And um, <laughs> the drink that I'm going to be highlighting is called the Fuzzy Tauntaun. Now, the Fuzzy Tauntaun is an interesting drink. And why it's an interesting drink is because it makes your mouth numb. And I did some research about this. So first I'll give you what the menu says. And it says, Sarik, Sarik, Sarak peach vodka, bowls peach schnapps, simply orange, Topped with tangerine and pure cane sugar. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, and some buzz foam. And buzz is in quotations. Buzz with three Zs. Foam. <laughs> it's a foam on top of the drink. And it's called buzz. Now, per Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> Fuzzy Tauntaun was a drink served at Oga's Cantina that was made using a narcotic substance called buzz, which had a numbing effect. Um, so... I looked it up and I wanted to know what is it made out of because it doesn't say it just says buzz foam and I from what I gather it's made from a Szechuan flower that is said to contain a natural painkiller and it's a really strange sensation so the the whatever buzz properties reside in the foam so when you sip the drink and you get some of the foam on your lips and tongue it provides this weird numbing effect which is cool but I really, really enjoyed this drink because it is really freaking tasty. It's just the mix of all the... Uh, it's like a fuzzy navel, right? It's very similar. It's the, like a peach navel. Yeah, the peach and orange. Peach, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's a very... Besides like the novelty of the, the, the numbing buzz foam, it, it's a really uh, a tasty, uh, fruity drink that is very easy to drink. Good. I, I really liked it. It's expensive, huh? It is. How much is that? Was it fourteen bucks? It is fifteen dollars. I believe almost all of the drinks on the menu are that price. Definitely fifteen dollars. Yeah, actually, some of them are a little more. Like the best bin fizz, which they didn't have any day that we were there because they were out of the. I believe they were out of the yuzu puree. Out of best bin or out of best bins, um, was seventeen bucks. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Very expensive there. Very expensive. Very expensive. So yeah, fuzzy tauntaun. Okay. That's me drink. Did you try that, Rob? I did. What did you think? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew about the whole make your mouth numb, so <laughs> I got Holly with it and uh, someone else, and uh, yeah, it's a... And it takes a while. Like, it's a delay. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like you sip it and it you're numb. It's... it. I don't know. What would you think, Matt? 30 seconds? A minute? Yeah. Um, does does it state somewhere when you're ordering it that it has that effect? Is it a different color on the menu or something? Because there's two drinks. There's a non-alcoholic drink with it, right? 
I'm just wondering if somebody ordered that thinking they were getting just a fuzzy navel and then like had a panic attack because they Uh, were starting to feel numb. So the first time we ordered it, Holly ordered it, the waitress didn't say anything. And then uh, we got it again at the bar and the bartender made some sort of, I I forget what he said, but he kind of alluded to it. So I don't our our bond, our bartender really got into the like don't touch your eyes that's a real problem that happens evidently people touch the foam and then like rub their eyes Ooh, um, yeah. so that was that's just the word to <laughs> word so of how long do we give yeah. this drink before they pull the foam <laughs> I know six months mm-hmm. I don't oh. know. we'll talk about the cantina a little more in depth when we get to our our review but. Um, let's kick it to Rob for the news. So what right. do we have, Rob? All right. So file this under one of those I'm super excited about. I don't know if other people will be. But um, Disney is expanding the walkway. So now you'll be able to walk directly from the Magic Kingdom to the Grand Floridian. So they're already staging construction equipment. I guess it's going to require a bridge because there is a bit of a, a Marsh, waterway there. Marshland. Yeah. So, but there you'll be able to walk without having to take the monorail. I'm or surprised boat or that hasn't. Happened you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Ridiculous. It's funny you say that. It's like one of the first times we went down. I just assumed that Pat like it stops. Could, it, it just stops. Yeah, at the water's <laughs> yeah. edge. Like we walked that way, thinking that the path just continued <laughs> to to the Grand Floridian. So. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. Um, yeah, that's about it for that. Okay. So, um, and my computer is frozen. Dying. Any projection? Let it Did go, they say at all how long it's No, there's take. nothing oh, other okay. than I've seen, I've seen posts okay. of, like, they got a crane in that area. They got what looks to be probably pieces to a bridge. So they're not wasting any time. Um computers not cooperating technology so, yes so um I'll, I'll go off of what i know about this okay. ship. uh so <laughs> so we we talked about a couple episodes ago that there was rumors of new overlays coming to the halloween party uh no notably big thunder and people the mover. P- people mover yeah. well disney nixed that nixed that so it looks like it's going to be basically the same thing as as last year um with pirates having the live actors uh, Mad Tea Party having black lights. <laughs> I, I, I didn't do it. Um, the the fireworks and projection show will be new. And then uh, I'm trying to read exactly the language. It sounds like they're doing something with monster, monsters, monsters in Laugh Floor. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I, I can't. It sounds like it's going to be like maybe like Mike and Sully will be in there. Oh, I don't know. I'm reading between the lines, like it, it but it sounds like it's going to be a ca- uh, candy stop as opposed to the attraction being open. Interesting. Yes. So, um, and then part of that is they announced new floats coming to the parade as well. So did they say what they are? Yes. Yeah, so they're going to be um, Tomorrowland themed. So a, a Tomorrowland unit featuring the Incredibles. Um, an Edna Mode, and Buzz Lightyear, and Alien Explorers. Alien Explorers. Yeah, so apparently they're repurp from what people were saying, they're repurposing some of these floats. Uh, the, um, Do we know which ones we're losing? 
No, I don't think I don't think anything's being lost. Oh, uh, okay. Apparently, one used to have um, Captain Jack on it. Oh, like the ship? It, I don't know. They the, this is from the article, and the they said it was the one that he used. Oh, oh but, yeah, the Buzz Lightyear kind of looks similar. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then. But are they gonna take the yo ho, yo? No, it's just gonna be Buzz Lightyear <laughs> yeah. singing that. Interesting. <gasps> Do you think the song will change? No. I think they'll just have to incorporate the new. Oh man, whew! That would be a real game changer. That'd be a tragic change if they made it. As long as they sell that skeleton band, I don't really care what they do with that parade. I don't even care if they get rid of the band as long as they have that one somber-looking dude (laughs) driving. That's my favorite but they, guy. But they've changed it. Like, they have him getting into it. Yeah, and he smiles now. It's he a shame. Yeah, I don't like better. that because it was the best when he just... Deadpan. Deadpan looks straight ahead. It was the funniest thing. The juxtaposition <laughs> of him with the band just rocking out was so oh, good. Oh, yeah. Good times. Good times, good times. Um, so we got official opening dates for Rise of the Resistance, the other attraction in Galaxy's Edge on both coasts. Um... Walt Disney Worlds will be opening sooner, December 5th, to coincide with Walt Disney's birthday. Oh, and yes. and uh, Disneyland will be opening January 17th, 2020. So, um, you guys surprised at that? Um, one, are you guys surprised at that date? Two, do you think that it will get pushed back further? Seems late to me. I think it seems late. Okay. I do not think it will be pushed back later. My my theory on it, the, the East Coast opening sooner than the West Coast is that they ran into some kind of snafu on the West Coast, had to fix it, and then they realized it before they, they didn't fully, have, before, yeah. before the East Coast was built or whatever they were doing, and so now that one's ahead of. The West Coast. That's... We have some insider knowledge from a source that will not be named that basically uh, told us that the ride is not currently, at least when we talked to this person about a week or a week or so ago, the ride has yet to operate start to finish. Like it is yeah, not. They have never it has not successfully run. Start it to is finish. not in a working they've state. A, they've attempted. Yes. Yes. It is Ooh. yet to. They have yet to get. The Rise of the Resistance ride to run problem free from start to finish <laughs> as of a week and a half ago. That sounds like one that's going to be breaking down constantly. Yeah. Or, or I think they won't push it back and you're just going to be like, I waited 600 minutes and then it broke down and we never got on it. And they, which is horrible. Again, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but you could see the cue to this ride. <gasps> Did. This thing, Snakes th- forever. <laughs> this thing, Gigantic. This thing looks like Pandora. Uh, Flight of, of Passage. Flight of Passage-esque. Yeah, outside. outside. So what portion of that line do you not see? <laughs> but right. it's it's huge. I mean, it's it's enormous. And I mean, they have in the cute, like in there, in part of the ride, they have a to scale AT-ATs. Like huge, But the huge other walkers. stuff, which I'm not going to say in specifics but the the stuff we heard about the ride sounds absolutely amazing like this the actual like concept of like what happens while you're in there like it sounds so great so i'm excited to get on it i don't think it's gonna be this year for me well it's definitely not gonna be this year for me right i'm i am i am nervous about 
how close they're they're cutting it with all the issues they're having, but I mean, they. But that's got, also just that was Disneyland, so who knows? Florida might be a totally different ball game. I guess. I mean, it's all the same though. It's a it's a mirror, so I would imagine if they're having problems on one coast, it would be the same on the other. But you never know. Fun yeah. Sometimes. Hmm. But if they put those dates, I mean, there there will be people that will plan trips around that date, and then they will so. have the most livid. Which means they will just open it and it'll be closed the whole time. Those yeah. poor Imagineers. I, I mean, feel bad for the people who have to like... They're working like... Like they have to better? hit that deadline. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but wouldn't it be better for Disney to not give a date and just sort of like surprise open it? Mm. I don't know. Because I do are think they... people are holding off on planning vacations. Right. I, mean, I don't do think that... Do you think that they're that... losing revenue though? Yes. By not... yes I yes. do. Yes. Really? Yes. Star Wars Land... Was not as crowded as I thought it would be. Oh, not even close. Disneyland as a no. whole was not crowded at all. It was dead. Yeah, and it's compounded by a few things. One, that so many people um, basically took that as, it's going to be so crazy, there's no way I'm going, uh, you know, when it opens. Also, so so many of the annual pass holders, um, this falls right in their blackout dates. So they can attend with their annual pass. And then the news came out that, you know, one of the two e-ticket attractions wouldn't be there. So a lot of people went, well, I'm not going to go and it's just half of the park, you know, so I'm going to wait. So, yeah, I think they're definitely losing revenue. So I don't think that it would make sense for them to surprise open it because they want people They want to make it a And that's going to drive people into the parks. They are definitely underperforming because yes. they had to release free dining for the fall. Yeah, <laughs> and they they released that late. I mean, that, they just that did was a very couple late. Weeks, yeah, a couple a week or two ago. Yeah, yeah that and was a that was an audible that they had to. Yeah, rooms aren't filled. <laughs> and, I, and I think they thought Galaxy's Edge would be the thing that would fill that. Huh? However, I do think it's going to be a different story at Disney World. I oh, just completely. I oh, feel oh. that avalanche about to crumble. Like I just I just. Feel it like it's it's just a different it's a different it's a different world it's a different world down there Disney, yeah it's a different Disney world. <laughs> 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 All right, next news story. All right, so last one. Um, Marvel announced a ton of different projects um, at the uh, San Diego Comic Con last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, it has only been a so, week. Oh, so I mean. There's so many. I, I don't know, Matt. Do you want to talk yeah, through these? I would love um, to. Yeah, Catherine and I were at San Diego Comic Con. We did not wait in the <laughs> overnight line to get in the Marvel panel, um, mainly because all of it gets put online immediately. And well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not wasting eight hours in a line just to say that I saw it first before the internet saw it three <laughs> minutes later. But to all people who did stand in line, I, I applaud you and your. <laughs> And your service. Somebody had to do it to put it online. Yeah, Somebody had right. to do it. Um, so I'm going to read this directly from uh, the Marvel website where they have an article on there saying, all the Marvel Studios news coming out of Hall H at San Diego. And this is published on July 21st right after uh, the, uh, the panel. So the first one they're uh, highlighting is Marvel Studios The Eternals. Um, that is a new movie that I don't know much about, I'll be honest, as a Marvel fan. It is a new IP 
has the most interesting thing about it uh, is the cast, which has a lot of big names. You've got Kumail Nanjiani, um, who uh, you guys might know from Silicon Valley and The Big Sick. Um, big names uh, being Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. So that is coming to theaters November 6, 2020. So there's a lot of... Um, I think they front-loaded this with a bunch of the films. Um, the next one is a Disney Plus show that's coming exclusively to Marvel, and that is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is starring Anthony Mackie as the Falcon and Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. Um, that is coming to Disney Plus in fall of 2020. Uh, next is another um, Marvel uh, MCU film debut, and that is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, Simu Liu is the uh, title character of Shang-Chi, and appearing alongside Liu is Aquafina, who is in an undisclosed role. Um, and then there is going to be... So if you guys saw... Is it Iron Man 3 or 2, where there's the Mandarin, but he's Three, really yeah. like some British guy who's not the real Mandarin? So Tony Lung is going to be the real Mandarin, and they made like a real big deal about that, as apparently he's a big deal in the comics, and people were upset because the real Mandarin wasn't in the Iron Man universe. Yeah, I remember that. So there we go. Um... Here is another... Isn't that supposed to be the first Marvel horror movie? No, that is not. Okay, you let me know when that comes up. Isn't it I the will. first Asian superhero, though, that's actually been yes. Asian? Yeah, absolutely. Not Tilda Swinton. Right. <laughs> yes, precisely. So that's a big deal. Um, here's another Marvel plus or a Disney Plus show coming out of Marvel, and it's called WandaVision. Don't like the name. Um, that's an original series it's just starring Wanda Sykes. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just Wanda Sykes. Okay. She's just just seeing things, just murdering people just with her. WandaVision. It's just her watching Marvel movies, <laughs> not like even com- science theory. not even commenting on them. Just you just watch her watch the movies. And you're in her living room. Yeah. Who did um, that? Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh yes. Have you watched all those movies? God, I love him. Uh, WandaVision <laughs> is an original series for Disney Plus, starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, who um, uh, they're reprising their MCU roles as Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, I don't know much about this show, but um, that's coming spring of 2021 to Disney Plus. Um, also, they announced um, that Loki is also getting his own Disney Plus original series that is also debuting spring of 2021. Next, as Catherine um, kind of spoiled this a bit, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That is the... Do you like that name? I like it better than WandaVision. Okay. Um, that... Oh, WandaVision because it's Wanda and Vision. Wanda Maximoff and, oh, and Vision. I was like, Wakanda Vision? <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda forever. Um, so yeah, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the long-awaited sequel to the first Doctor Strange movie. That, like Catherine said, is teased as going to be basically the first Marvel horror movie. They said that this is going to have a lot of like horror um, tropes. It's going to be kind of kind of spooky. So that that does really uh, pique my interest. So mm. that sounds kind of cool, Catherine. Did you you didn't see Doctor Strange? Did you? No. It's okay. <laughs> It's not. It doesn't make like my top. Uh... That's my mom's favorite Marvel movie. Really? She loves Doctor Strange. I mean, weird. I like Doctor Strange. She's, Spicy got a, take. she's got a weird taste. It's cool. Yeah. Um, this one, um, 
This next announcement has me, uh, I, I really like this, but I'm probably in the minority. Um, this is um, a Disney Plus show called Marvel Studios What If. And What If is a long-running uh, comic series uh, for Marvel. I don't remember when it debuted, but it's been around forever. And it basically takes a bunch of hypotheticals and there's a narrated, um, the narrator of these What If stories is a guy called The Watcher. And the covers have these real, it's like, what if Wolverine never got his claws? And then like, or like, what if, and they, he poses these hypotheticals and it goes through a, a comic, which it's a like alternate universe. If what if this happened? So they're doing that. And what's interesting about this is it's going to be the first animated series in the MCU. We have Jeffrey Wright, who's voicing the watcher. And it said basically that all of the actors from the MCU are going to um, reprise their roles as voice actors for this show, for their uh, animated uh, counterparts. Hmm. So I think that sounds really interesting. A lot of stuff about multiverse that they're teasing. Um, you know, basically saying that there's alternate universes within Marvel, and that basically gives them a bigger playground to mess around with things and say like, no, this happens over here, but it affects this. And really it just, hold, I'm really holding back my, I hate comics rant right now. Just, yeah, just you know, because, I know. Oh, this multiverse where Spider-Man turns into Venom. And then two years later, we make a movie with Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man, okay. the, the original movies don't exist with Tobey Maguire. Okay. Spider-Man I, never turns into Venom. Venom is Eddie Brock when he gets taken by the alien Matt, symbiote. I'm about to punch can you. I, can I make a brief editorial comment here? You may. You know, I think the things that made the early Marvel movies so successful were they were down to earth. There was Tony Stark building a metal body and fighting terrorists. And the more that you get into this, like, multiverse, unlimited power... Unlimited bullsh- story. Bullshiz. Uh, yeah, you start to lose people, and I think they're going to dig their own grave if they keep going down this path. Well, I think that's the perfect segue into what I think is super exciting, and I know Catherine's going to be so excited about this one. A day one watch for her. Definitely a binge. Um, this is a Disney Plus series that's coming fall of 2021. Everyone's favorite, the linchpin of the Avengers, Hawkeye, is getting his own, his own I hate series. Hawkeye. I hate Hawkeye. I, I hate Hawkeye. Hawkeye might be the worst character of all time. Like, worst. Of all time? Worst. No, I think... <laughs> and that's like the Wait, straight up round, round table. Who's your least favorite Avenger? Hawkeye. Hulk. Alright, I'm thinking. I don't... Yeah, I know. Pick one. Hulk. Hulk's my least favorite Avenger. Or you Pepper bring... Potts... Is she, she's not an Avenger, right? Who? Pepper Potts. No. She's just a piece of crap. Um, does uh, Bucky Barnes... The Winter the Soldier? Winter Soldier. Yeah, 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 I guess I hate, he counts I tangentially, but... I, mean, I hated that movie as well. That movie was terrible. Oh, you it, didn't like The Winter Soldier? No, it was way too long. Oh, I liked it. it. The first, like, so hour and a half. about every Marvel movie. Okay, let's let's get through these. Uh, we got a little bit more left well, You're here. taking the reins here, Walsh. So okay. Let's get through them. Next one is a, another movie, and that is the fourth in the Thor series, and the that Thor? is going to be called... The Thorth. <laughs> Thor the Thor. They really missed an opportunity to just call it <laughs> Thorth. <laughs> it's already... They're already doubling down with WandaVision. Just call it Thorth. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And the biggest news out of this, and probably the biggest news out of this whole panel, 
is that Natalie Portman will return um, as um, she was notably absent from Infinity War and um, Thor. Uh, what's the third one? Third. Third. <laughs> no, what is the third Thor movie called? Ragnarok. 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 So she's coming back. Uh, Taika Watiti is returning as the director. And he confirmed that Jane Foster will become the mighty Thor, goddess of thunder. And they um, handed her the uh, the hammer, Molchner or whatever, on stage. <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. And then the um, worst kept secret in the MCU, um, Marvel Studios' Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson. It is, I'm fairly certain, going to be a prequel where you learn about more about her origins as the Black Widow. Uh, joining them is going to be David Harbour. Mm. of Stranger Things as well as the um, Hellboy reboot. So uh, that seems... To me, that seems like the strongest offering because you've got a character who doesn't have any particular superpowers. It's more like a spy movie. Yeah. Like, that's why why Batman's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hawkeye is the notable exception that (laughs) Hawkeye sucks, but... (laughs) Okay, he's not that bad. (laughs) All right, and then the the biggest left field uh, announcement was they brought uh, Kevin Feige brought Mahershala Ali on stage, a very talented actor, and they are going to be bringing back Blade. Um, a lot of people um, didn't know that Blade was a Marvel Comics property, and you guys might remember it from the '90s and early 2000s movies starring Wesley Snipes, which were thoroughly okay movies where he stars as a vampire who kills vampires. I think that this one's really interesting. Um, I like Mahershala Ali. I think that the Blade series is was definitely due for a reboot, and it's. I'm very curious to see how this will fit in the MCU. Like we're just we're just throwing in vampires into the mix. <laughs> so um, that is that is pretty much everything. And then Kevin Feige basically. He mentions a bunch of things that he didn't have time to discuss it in full, and he just kind of rapid fire was like. Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they're all happening. And then the last thing he said, which was really interesting that people went wild over with speculation, goes, he kind of tossed out, we didn't have time to talk about Fantastic Four, and we didn't have time to talk about the mutants. The mutants obviously being X-Men. He had previously said that it'll be a while, as soon as Disney acquired 20th Century Fox, people went oh man, so that means they get the X-Men back. The X-Men are going to be in the MCU. And Kevin Feige kind of pumped the brakes and said, it's going to be a while. We're talking, we just wrapped up phase three of the MCU and all of these announcements that um, there were made at San Diego Comic-Con are what are presumed to be phase four. So we're seeing probably a reboot of Fantastic Four and X-Men in whatever phase five is going to be. That's probably when you're going to see Blade as well. So a ton of stuff. How you guys feel about it, Catherine? I know you're super psyched. <laughs> pass. Her, her face uh, gives it away. Yeah, yeah. Pass. I'm I'm good. Any of these that like you guys are? I know Scott. You said Black Widow is probably the thing that you're most excited about. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I am a Natalie Portman fan. I'd be interested to see that Thor movie. Yeah, to see yeah, how the they Thor do. one is the. I, I I did enjoy Doctor Strange. I don't know if it's in my top five, but. I thought it was in the top half of the movies. So okay. yeah, I'm a, I'm a Cumberbatch kid. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I like Benedict you're in the Cumberbatch. Cu- you're in the ca- I, I, Cumberbatch, Pat. I feel like 
I'm going to get ahead of myself, and I feel like it's it's Star Wars for me, and it's it's um, it's going to be burnout. Like there's just there's, there's I'm already burnt out on on uh, superhero movies. Like I've been I've been suffering Marvel burnout for years. I just don't care about it anymore. It's too much, too fast, and I know that people are still eating them up, and they're still doing great at the box office, but. I will say this. I'm glad that they're there because, you know, when I'm looking for a movie to watch, say, on Netflix and potentially in the future on Disney+, Plus, it's nice to have a superhero movie that I haven't seen before that I can just throw on, te- on the television and watch. You know, like, it wasn't that long ago that I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's kind of fun. I'm glad that they exist and I'm glad that people like them because what I'm not seeing them in the theater. It's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I get what you you're saying. You know, so I'm saying, like it's good content. You know, it's not garbage, right? I think that Rob's point is that oh, I understand the burnout. It, yeah, absolutely. it would just be. I mean, like maybe a movie like that, if it wasn't surrounded by all of these similar movies with intertwining plot lines, like you'd be be like, oh, it's really good. You'd you'd give it an extra couple points because you know you're not so burnt out on it. But like I said, I think they need to make sure that they stay grounded with these things because it's, it's just that the characters are getting too powerful, in my opinion. Yeah, that's why I never... Right, like, uh, wasn't Thanos supposed to be the like the, the greatest bad, thing? Yeah. yeah. And, like, the ultimate enemy. Don't. No spoilers. I haven't mean, seen any game. But I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Catherine and I, we're like, we really don't care about the MCU. Don't spoil <laughs> Endgame, though. And in... Incredibly, last year at San Diego Comic-Con, I went the entire con before seeing Infinity Don't War. Don't say this. This is uh, this goes out to a lot of people. You're putting out bad karma. I'm just All right, saying. bye. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> is that the end of our Marvel I, I will comment okay, this. This ahead. isn't really necessarily Disney-related. Mm-hmm. Marvel has not gotten to the point where Game of Thrones did at the end for me, in terms of like, like, hatred, like jumping just, the shark. Okay. All right, that's fair. But so, that was one, I mean, that was one episode. It was, it was one you, season. Okay. Yeah, I mean. It is, uh, it is scary when, um, when content creators in any field fly a bit too close to the sun and they just feel like, we can do anything. Like, we're like, people are going to eat this up and then, you know, everything, everything must come to an end somehow. So, hopefully... Plus, I think you're always walking that fine line between the public who has not read all of the comics and people like our friend Pat Casey who know inside and out the entire MCU and all the backstories and alternate (laughs) universes. And, you know, we, we could dedicate an entire standalone episode to him just talking about the MCU and... And Catherine would kill herself. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Catherine would hate it, but... But like, I mean, you're always walking that fine line, and the same is true of Star Wars. I mean, you're you're walking the fine line between people who are casual fans and people who, like me, know inside and out of Star Wars. Right. Uh, you know, it's yeah, that's tough. a good that's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah, Catherine, to answer your question, that is all of the Marvel news. Okay. Well, you want to move on? I would love anything? to. We got anything else to say? No, thank hey, you. Hey, I had a question. This yeah. is this was something from Comic-Con again, not Disney related. Uh-huh. The Patrick Stewart Star Trek. Is it a movie or a TV show? No idea. I think it's 
I have no idea. Okay. Well, then I'll look that up myself. Picard. Look it up. <laughs> look it up, Scotty. Okay, so we were in Disneyland. <laughs> we were. What do you want to talk about, Rob? Um, pick, pick a topic. I think we need a, the elephant in the room. Is the, the galaxy's edge? Yeah. The edge of the galaxy? Yeah. All right. What'd you think? Uh, uh, so I'll explain to you how, how we approached it. So... We walked in just uh, the first We morning. as in the Holly Yes, sorry, sorry. That, yeah. You guys were there a few days before us, so yes. you were able to explore. So Yeah, in fact we didn't do Galaxy's Edge with, with no. you guys at all. We Catherine and I did it separately with our party and, and Holly and Rob did it separately. Yes. So um I it, intentionally I mean as much as I could, I try not to like look at everything and watch a bunch of videos and like even the whole land and, and not just uh, the, the ride smugglers run. So I kind of tried to go in fresh and we went into the land. Which address did you go in? We went into, it's a it's misnomer. Fan- yeah, it's fantasy land. Yes, but, but it's, it's not like fantasy fr- it's land. It's frontier land. Yes. But there's two frontier lands. Right. So, that's so I understand why, because I thought it was like over by, um, magical map. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so we went in and we basically didn't say anything to each other. Holly and I, we just walked the land and we were like, we went all over. We went down like every path. Mm-hmm. We went into like any door we can just to see it. Mm-hmm. Took it in and then like we had a fast pass for Big Thunder or something. And we went and did that. And then we were like, I was underwhelmed. My first with the land. Yes. Oh, that's first, very interesting. My first reaction was like, "What is this?" I, I again. Uh, so I'll go back into. So then we did some fast passes. Got pirates. Did haunted mansion. When then we went back in, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna forget that. <laughs> I'm gonna go in with like a just a fresh perspective." And so, uh, I I really enjoyed it. We got. We got something to eat there at uh, Ronto's Roasters. Do you want to talk about what you got? Yes, the wrap. I don't have the details. The Ronto wrap? Yes, the Ronto wrap. I got that as well. Um, Excellent. Excellent, I thought. Um, It's a sausage slash hot dog. I don't know exactly. Like a gyro almost. Yeah, and it's in a pita. It's it's got a coleslaw, a peppercorn dressing or sauce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Really enjoy. I mean, Holly and I split that. I know it's expensive. It's like twelve fifty nine or something along yeah. those lines. But we split it, and I thought it was really tasty. Yeah, like really, I would go in there, into the land specifically just to get that. Hmm. I thought it was that good. They have really good um, specialty non-alcoholic yes. drinks there. I yeah. got one that's like a. Uh, I'm trying to remember here. It was like an Arnold Palmer. It was like an Arnold Palmer. Right? Yeah. I, uh, what is it? Yeah, it was. Uh, called the Tatooine Sunset. Mm-hmm. It's Gold Peak, unsweetened tea, Oddwell lemonade with melon and blueberry flavoring. It was delicious. Holly had the same thing. It's really good. I, I was shocked. At, I thought it would be like overly sweet, but it wasn't. No, it was, was delicious. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was like I, a, I it was like like a fruity was Arnold Palmer. It was yeah. great. Um, it pairs very well with the Ronto wrap. So, did you try the uh, the, tur- the turkey jerky? The new no, I didn't jerky? get that. No. Um, Our friend Amy got it and let me try it. That was good, oh, too. Oh, yeah, that was good. I'm a but big was, jerky fan, but... Yeah, it was good. I feel like you would actually really like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we try to do as much as something from each of the locations, the, yeah. like, food-wise. Um, so, 
I took I went in with like a new perspective, um, and I was like, "This is really cool. This is awesome." Like we saw the stormtroopers walking around, and like Kylo Ren was around, um, so that was cool. Like they're Kyle, yeah, Kyle Ren. Yeah. Kyle. <laughs> That's um, what his friends call him. <laughs> Kyle. My, I, so my internal debate. I've had. I feel like I've had Star Wars fatigue for a little bit now since the last movie. Since. Last Jedi. Jedi. I was not a fan of it. Um, I just... I don't know. So I think some of that's clouding my view. The theming is ridiculous. I, I, I think it's fantastic. Where I'm struggling is... These theme... These super theme lands take... I think Cars kind of set the, the bar initially, right? Like 10 years ago or whatever when it yeah. opened. Mm-hmm. And then you had a Harry Potter. And I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but like... I know I could look at that and see it in the movie and like that's that's the it's, same. It's, it's recreated, right? And same thing with Cars Land. There's you have no frame of reference for Galaxy's Edge. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like Batu doesn't exist anywhere. Like it has some elements that look like this and that like the especially where Rise of the Resist like you get like an indoor like once the trees maybe come in ish feel but like i don't know i don't know if that's a good I, well I, maybe I, you'll I mean, feel differently after the movie comes out because it will be incorporated into the rise of the skywalker is that what it's called yeah rise of the... that'll it'll be in the new movie the hell is episode nine called yeah isn't it rise of the skywalker sounds right yeah i think <laughs> it is it's called ninth rise <laughs> of skywalker yeah i think that's what it is yeah yes May, I, yeah. maybe you'll feel different if it looks Wait, more so... familiar because it's going to be incorporated. It's good, yeah, it's going to be a featured location. But, but I'm, I'm trying to decide if that, like, if that's is a, a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I didn't a, really think that's about a that, really but... good point, Rob. And I was worried that I wouldn't feel like I don't know what the word I want to use, like at home or comfortable or some like familiarity, like when I'm in. New Orleans Square, like, I'm like, okay, I know where I am, I love it here, the theming's great, I feel really comfortable, like, I feel immersed, and I didn't know if I would feel that way going into Star Wars, and I think, like, I wish I would have entered it from the fantasy land side from the first time, because I came in the Critter Country entrance, Much and it's different. a very, Much different. it's almost like an industrial feel. I was thinking it would be desert. That's what I had in my mind. This is going to be a <laughs> desert, very dry, everything's brown, like terracotta, worn, like feeling. You were thinking Tatooine. Yes. However, when you come in from the Critter Country side, it's more like electric, um, like buzzing, like industrial. Yes, I would and say. and so it's it's broken down into sections of the world, and, and the Critter Country entrance is the Resistance area. That is where the Rise of the Resistance ride will be, and you see on your left as you enter that huge superstructure that will house the ride. Um, to your right, you see a big X-wing and a bunch of little. That's where Chewie's hanging out. Yeah, it's a small Resistance encampment, and then the other places are there's a um, First Order area where you got a big uh, tie special, whatever, whatever Kylo Ren, whatever Kyle's uh, whip he's riding these days, and then I guess the other area is is smugglers. smugglers. Yeah, smugglers. Oh right, because it's called Smugglers Run. 
And that okay. Could... Well, let's talk. Let's talk about like our impressions. We can look. I mean, we can see right. what the actual land is, but I want to know like what we thought of. Like, Kath, what, what did you? Yeah, see? go ahead. I'll... Um, I was really impressed. Okay, so I guess the like. The, like you have the ride, which is obviously like when you're there, you're like, okay, we're gonna get on this ride, and then you have the cantina. I would say those are probably the two biggest like points of interest in the land. I have to say, the land as a whole impressed me way more than either of those specifically. I did not really enjoy the cantina. I don't know if I'll ever really enjoy the cantina. I I, I will. It's all about who you're with. If you're there having fun, sure. I would like going in there. But if it was ever just me, like, I would never go in there by myself and be like, oh, I have to go into the cantina because this is so amazing. It's No, it's all about, like, oh, I'm here with my friends and we want to go in the cantina. Like, when we go, Scott, next month, we'll go to the cantina just because we're going. But, like, I would never feel the need to do that. And also, hot take, the ride's not that great. Sorry. The, the The boarding is awesome. It feels very intimate. It feels like... They do like the Dumbo boarding where you're not necess- you're waiting in line up to a point and then it's more like mingling, which is cool. And I inti- love I love the immediate pre-board area. Yes. I think that that is a really nice touch. And, and the intimacy of the ride itself is really cool. I, I mean, that is really cool. But the the ride itself, I I, I it's I have, a good ride. Yeah, like okay, like, maybe top ten rides, but it's not in my top five. It's not no, my top no, five in Disneyland no, no. and I don't think that Disney it, World. I was envisioning that it would be better than, that I would like it better than Flight of Passage. I think Flight of Passage is by far the superior ride. It's, yeah, and there's a lot of superior rides. Soar, I, Soarin' Over California is a better ride. Um, I, don't, I don't know about there's that. There's a couple things concerning about this ride. It's the repeatability. Yeah. I mean, the second time I did it, I was like... Okay. All right, I saw this. I saw this. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's just... Well, I mean, you you can... For those who haven't uh, ridden don't, this ride... There's, don't don't well, spoil too much. I'm but just it, saying there's, like, there's three different roles you can play at, while you're riding this ride. And um, so I guess if you ride it three different time and, times and each of those times you sit in a different seat and therefore play a different role... Um, you know, you're getting a different experience, but outside of that, there is some differences based on your performance and like what you do. But there, I agree with Rob. There, there are some concerns with repeatability. So I wonder if they're going to have to add some things, a la Star Tours. Yeah, but I, I it's going to be a while to, before they do that. There's more variety in Star Tours as it stands. Right oh, now. absolutely. I wonder why they don't take more of a cue from Midway Mania and like, like have it have it. Have like score. score, you know, because well, they, like they do, they do. And that's why I thought you that I texted Scott when I got off, and I said I I thought he was gonna love it because of the scoring aspect. Yeah, the scoring yeah. aspect. Yeah. So yeah, there's a that alone gives a ride repeatability. Well, yeah, but, but what if you're not the pilot? Then you have no. You press a button. You did nothing yeah. to help that score. So like, no, if you you're do. Going, With no, the, no, you no, you do. Matt. If the button lights up, you press it. I had no skill. As the what the gunner or whatever I was, you just hit the button. There is no skill involved unless you're the pilot. Mm. That is the only. Everything else is basically yeah. you're pressing buttons as they light up, and that's 
great. It's not as cool as the pilot. No, like the pilot I mean, is above and beyond the coolest I'll, thing. Except I never want to be the pilot again. It was too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will gladly give up the pilot slot every time I get on that ride. I never want nice. to. Nice. See, that's that's, that's where it, it like that's where it could be fun is when you go on like if there's only six in the pod, right? Yes. So when you go on with people that you know, especially like we went on the second time and Holly's cousin and boyfriend were the pilots. So it was just like that. And we were the, the gunners, right? Yeah. Is that the, the second, second choice? Yeah. And like, it was a lot more fun because we were just watching yes. them. Yeah. It is an like entirely pilot, more fun ride. If you're if, with people, if you know, you have a party of six and you know, everyone and right. you have this like team built yeah, this, in team the environment. Second, the second time we wrote it, we had an exact party of six and that was a lot of fun because we were just screaming. We were yeah, just right. like, I mean, we were just wild in there. Yeah, we, like, were, we were like, as far as we, we were on the ship fully immersed, I feel like. And, and I, I think it's a great ride. It, it didn't blow me away, though. No, I, it did not. But I have higher hopes for Rise of the Resistance. I oh, really, me too. I really do. Like, I think that that I, ride I is going to be. I'm not like disappointed. Like, oh, this isn't that great. It's great. I'll get on it if. But I was also really. I, I mean, we touched on this in the in the intro, but I was really surprised how short the lines were for this. Like at nighttime, one of the one of the waiters we had, I forget where it was, was like, "Oh yeah, go there at eleven. You can get on it five times in the last hour. The park's open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you don't." You don't have to wait more than half hour did, for that ride, which is ridiculous. Just think about that. D- did you did you happen to do the queue where it took you backstage? Yes, we did. <laughs> what, what? Why? What? Why? Where? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was weird because... So I, I also want to mention this because I felt like I did a little bit more research with this than I usually do. Right. Um. And this is just like a good tip for people who are planning trips out there. So if you have the five-day pass or whatever, if you're staying on property, you get the Magic Morning with your ticket. Note, Magic Morning's for Disneyland, opens at 7. Star Wars Galaxies does not open until 8. So if you get there super early, doesn't really help you. Plus... They only open the Critter Country entrance. So if you're lined up at the Fantasyland entrance, you have to walk all the way down past Frontierland, around the Rivers mm. of America, up to Critter Country. They filter. They, they don't open the Frontierland and Fantasyland entrances until like closer to nine, like until they get everybody in. So then you're snaking in the queue, and that's when we went backstage, and it looked insane. Like the line looked crazy, but they were just filtering people in. So like it wasn't like. It, we were walking the entire well, time. My point with this was, so you're supposed to be on that too. Yes. They take you backstage <laughs> and like, you, you're seeing like, porta potties back, back of house yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like what? what? Yeah. Like, and I didn't believe it was necessary either. No, no. Like, I, like, cause, I agree. Because that's only like one lip. Like, are you talking like back in the corner? Like, yeah, you go, like you before pass, you go inside, like yeah, right before you go inside. They had that, uh, Soda station or yeah. where you could buy soda. Yeah. And then you, right, you, yeah. sn- it was like D23 with the, yeah. the taped off. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, weird and it wasn't necessary, right. I didn't think, because the line wasn't. Like, I can see that, okay, maybe July 4th you needed yeah. that, you'll need it Labor Day or whatever, like, it, but it was just hmm. bizarre that they were utilizing that and then to not, I mean, they do have, and it was taped off for much more, too. Yeah. Like, you could have but, been stuck back there, essentially. Yeah. Um, that it was that was just really bizarre. I thought. What did but, you think of the Disney Play app aspect? Oh, oh, I played a lot. Oh boy! It. Oh boy! Did he play? Yeah, I. 
I did. I, I have such conflicting uh, feelings about it because, like, um, I, I I was really into it, and our friends. Uh, brother Stevie, who's our, our, I should just say our friend Stevie at this point, <laughs> yeah, um, was really into it. And basically, there's a lot of different activities you can do while you're within Galaxy's Edge. I believe it gets broken down into four categories: hack, translate. Uh, ugh, I should just pull it up, but there's there's four different things you can do, and all of these. And there's a job board that you can do um, jobs either. For it'll be like a red logo, and that means you're doing a job for the first order, or a blue logo that indicates you're doing a job for the resistance or the green, whatever. But each of these um, gives you credits, galactic credits that like add to your account, and you can see like your. And you know, what does that mean, Matt? This is interesting. So I was like, I wonder what you get to do with these credits. The only thing I was able to do in the app, there was like a job that was like, "Hey, man, I got this this fresh outfit for your character." It'd be 250 credits. And I was like, I got that. I got like 20,000 credits. 250 is a drop in the bucket. Here you go. So eventually I went up to one of the uh, uh, cast members working in like the resistance area. And I was like, okay, so like I've done the the uh, smuggler's run ride. Like every time you do the smuggler's run ride and if you're logged into the this Disney play app, um, you get like at least... 8,000 credits. So I'm like working with like 20,000 credits. And I was like, so I've got all these credits. What what do I do with them? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, like, what do I do with the credit? Like, what, what are they good for? And he was like, nothing. It's just, it's that's it. Because that's it. It's just, it's just like bragging rights. And I was like, oh. And like, I don't know what I expected like, I, it's not like I expected to be able to go into a store and be like, I want a lightsaber with all these, with all this fake money. But I would expect there to be some sort of, like, it's a currency, you know? Like, so there should be more, at least within the app itself, some kind of digital marketplace or... So I hope that they build that in more going forward. Because as, as it stands, you do all the jobs on the job board and you're like, I got all these credits... Also, this kind of relates to that. And what did we hear a million times when we were thinking about Star Wars? Oh, you're going to go out and Chewie's going to be like, what did you do to my shit, man? Like, like, oh, they're going to react to what you did in the ride. No. No. Not at all. That's not, not at all. Not at all. And, like, it, that's, like, super disappointing because that was, like, the whole thing. Like, oh, this is... I heard, we heard from a source that that just isn't live yet. But then, what happens to what we did when we were there? Like, is, is that going to carry over? Like, depending on what your ride like, was, what is yeah, like, they were going to say like, if you're like, if you destroy the Falcon, Chewie's going to yell at you or whatever. Or if you're like, no, you're a smuggler. Your affiliation within the app, if you do a bunch of jobs that aligns you more as a first order person you walk into the resistance camp they're gonna know that and your interactions are gonna change like that was basically what they said which i was like i don't know how they're gonna do that and that is as it stands in its current you know manifestation that is not what's going on at all so i don't know particularly if like Catherine is aligned as first order and you're aligned as resistance and you walk up to someone from the resistance are they gonna be like you suck, but you're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how would they know? Yeah. Don't know. But that's what they said. Um, I tried using the app. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm old. Because I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Like, yeah. I, I just... I, 
it was like you had to like they had QR the, things. Yeah, it was like, the barcodes but, everywhere. But like I'm like it kept I kept getting like a red message and I'm like screw <laughs> done, this, I'm done. done. I'm done. The done. only time I could see doing that would be if I was spending time by myself in Star Wars and They did it a lot in line. Okay. When you're in line, like and especially like like if you're stuck in like the outside part, there are a lot of barcodes that you can just get from standing in line. And they build it. One of the jobs. The yeah. One of the jobs is specifically it's a multi-layered job that is um, <laughs> specifically tailored to when you are waiting in line for Smuggler's Run. Matt's so. acting all cool right now, but let me tell you, this was like when Pokemon Go first came out, and he <laughs> was gone. We're waiting. In line for the cantina, Matt and Stevie, nowhere to be found. Oh, just yeah. scanning. I was scanning, scanning big time. <laughs> scanning it up. Did you guys try uh, Docking Bay 7, their quick We service? did not. We okay. did not. Um, I did the popcorn. Uh, you know, I'm a popcorn. And, that, and that's the one thing That's the one thing I didn't get. I, I enjoyed it. It's like kettle corn. I know they say, like, oh, there's like a sriracha, there's like a melon. What? You can't. I mean, like, you could taste if you just had. Like, if you have a handful, it's like, oh, this is kettle corn. Uh-huh. But, like, but it has, like, a real sweet, like, fruit. Like, if you taste all of the red ones or all of the purple ones, you can taste, like, the fruit. See, I thought you had to pick. No, it's all mixed together. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was it was good. I was going to get it, but... Um, but yeah, my my diss is that it doesn't seem as fresh as, like, you know, like, the fresh popcorn that's, like, hot yeah, and yeah. popped, like, in the poppers. You know this is made and then it's sitting there. Which is, you know, it's not hot. But that's usually how kettle corn is. It's right. already made. So... Yeah, I can. We we did eat at uh, Docking Bay Seven. Mm-hmm. It was um, the one thing I would say is use mobile ordering. Like yes. the line was like twenty. <laughs> they had like one register open. We went in just before noon, mm-hmm. and um, they had like one register open. It's like twenty deep. I'm like, I'm just gonna order online. Like mm-hmm. I watched where the people in front of us were, and, and like we're, we're like already like sitting with far our food. Ahead. Yeah, so. Utilize that. It was it was fine. I mean, you like the ribs, right? You got the ribs. Or? The ribs were okay. Okay. Um, the ribs themselves. It came with this blue. It it, it describes it as a blueberry muffin, mm-hmm. but it's more like blueberry cornbread. It's like savory. Um, it was it was. I would have just got like a loaf of that. <laughs> like, Give me some butter. Me too. And, and this thing was like, it was so good. Um, but they have some interesting like. Different. It, it reminds it. You walk in there and it feels like Santoli Canteen. Yes, it's very, just a very, like very similar feel. Yeah, very similar feel. Um, what do you think? Blue milk or green milk? Oh, green was disgusting. Green, green was milk tastes disgusting. like penicillin. Yeah, amoxicillin. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, is it, yeah, I kept saying like weed. <laughs> weed. <laughs> like, like it, I just kept getting this like earthy like it tastes like grass. Yes. Yeah. Like actual like yes. Grass, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I did not like the green, uh, the, the, blue, the and I did I, I didn't love the blue. I will not. I like the blue either. Um, f- for how much like I would, there's no way I would like order just get that, that again. To sip on it. Like if that was three or four dollars, sure, okay, like just you know, in place of a soda or whatever. But what's it like eight dollars <laughs> or something? It's mm. crazy. Like yeah, it's I do want to say one time thing a little a bit. Aside from food and drink, I want to kind of go in contrast to what Rob's initial thoughts were on the land and the theming. We came, we saw it at night for the first time, and I personally was hit over the head with the theming and the world building. The scale is huge. I was just blown away. Like, I was just looking around, like, and as soon as you make that, even, like, that little walkway when it starts, I'm like, "We're we're in the Star Wars universe now. 
And again, I'm not a fanatical Star Wars fan. I would categorize right. myself as a purely casual Star Wars guy. Like, I like it. I know the characters. I know the world. But, like, I'm not, like, I don't praise everything about it. I was blown away. And there is nothing, even for a casual Star Wars fan, there is nothing like turning that corner and seeing the Millennium Falcon in, like, all of its huge glory and just seeing it and walking up to it and being like, holy, holy crap, like, there it is in, in the most beautifully detailed way. It is just, it's huge. It's amazing. It's it, there is, I, I cannot, uh, I cannot capture that feeling right now, but it's, it's amazing. Can you go inside it? No. You cannot go inside the, it. It's fenced off. But it's, it's like you're going inside it when you're getting on the ride. But, like, like it's the same feel when you're waiting in the queue, like, right before you get on the ride. Yeah, I mean, it is just... Uh, it's like Catherine said. She's the, the two big uh, talking points that people are going to come away from are the Smuggler's Run Ride and Oga's Cantina. And I totally agree with Catherine that I think that just the world in general, the theming and just walking around and looking at everything and, like, the immense detail and the... I I had such a bad grasp of the layout. Like, you know, when you hear people, you're like, blue milk. And I'm thinking, oh, that's just a little stand. Or or you can buy, like, you know, the popcorn. That's just a little stand. But they have, like, a full bazaar area, which is really, really cool. Yeah, that kind of... And that area is, like, a long... It's kind of a... Yeah, it's big. I mean, it's like a mall. It's like an outdoor mall. Yeah, and that kind of bridges the gap between the resistance encampment and the... uh, the I was about to say the third world the the what first is it order? The first, first order um can you do you want to talk a little bit about the lightsaber building because I would like to, to talk a little bit that. about that um I was lucky enough I didn't want to um shell out the the cash <laughs> to build a lightsaber that I know would just sit in my house but luckily <laughs> and our, your wife would never let you do oh no <laughs> they are expensive I believe that they're like a buck seventy five no more try two seventy five no yes. I think they're two hundred. I think they're two hundred. Yeah, but it depends on what you do. You can add oh, more. You can. You, can, you uh, can add more. You can go up to three hundred. That's crazy, but so they are booked out in advance. But much like your cantina reservations, you can go on the app as early as what is it? Seven o'clock. Seven a.m. Okay, so and we, start, should, we should say they change. They just changed. Yeah, they that. just they just changed this so within the have, last week. They have sixty day reservations now. Oh, okay. Up so, to 60 days so out. there you go, and you that's can, just for the lightsaber and the cantina. Okay, okay. I don't. Uh, so they're changing it. The, the article I read earlier in the week didn't say it was live, so I don't. I don't know if it's as of this recording that, but that's what they are changing it to. I knew the cantina reservations would be available on the app versus the website because you kind of had to go to a different site. It was not the Disneyland dining app that you could do that so it's it's a little bit different it was a little bit different when we were there Hmm. but anyway matt let's let's talk about that um so you go to um so let's say you get a reservation you go to savi's workshop there's an outdoor check-in area where you'll check in with a uh basically a host and then once you're checked in you will pick one of four options for your lightsaber, and those determine basically the components of your customizable lightsaber. Um, your four things are elemental nature, protection and defense, power and control, which obviously is your your basic your 
uh, First Order, your Darth Vader, and Peace and Justice. And um, Stevie chose Elemental Nature, which I think has some of the coolest components. And then there's, I believe, six different things uh, from like your hilt to the kyber, kyber crystal, which determines the actual color of your lightsaber blade. And then, you know, different things regarding your handle. So when you actually get corralled in, there's, I want to say, 15 or 16 stations in a circle. And then they basically present you, de- depending on your one of four things, you get basically a box that looks like a bento box, essentially like a <laughs> Japanese restaurant bento box that have all these components. And you go like, which hilt do you want? I pick that one. He's like, okay, good. I pick this bottom of my uh, of the grip. Stevie picked a rancor tooth, which was really cool. At the it looks bottom. rad. It is it's very cool. And I don't want to give too much away, but it it is really awesome. It, Did you it, get goosebumps at one point? I got goosebumps at one point for sure, and I and I don't want to give it away because it is it's probably like the coolest part of the whole experience. But you have uh, these actors who are in there just completely immersing you in this experience and with some surprises that it's not just you walk in and you're like okay cool you pick this part you pick this part you did it 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 really is they make it this big bombastic ceremonial experience of of bestowing you with this lightsaber and then i mean the thing is Heavy oh. duty. I mean, they're heavy. They have some weight to the components, and when you and it is so powerful. To when, have you that in your feel, hand when you feel, when you lift it. that lightsaber, <laughs> I am telling you, I was playing with it. We were in Carthay Circle while they did that, and then they brought it over to Carthay Circle, and I was just like drunk with power and wine, and <laughs> drunk with power and just drunk, <laughs> drunk with regular alcohol. But it like it lights up like a lightsaber from the bottom to the top. Like it's beautiful. And it is it's so I mean, heavy. It is so cool. I mean, you have to really just come to grips with like you're spending two hundred dollars on a toy. It's yeah. a toy, but it's like a really you know cool what they toy. should do. <laughs> they should make it so that you can take the the blade off and use it as like a mag light. <laughs> Okay. Like it, like it has a flashlight. Interestingly, though... Um, I thought you were going to say what you actually so can what do. So what you can do is um, the kyber crystal um, is what changes the color of your blade. So the options that you get at, at uh, Savi's Workshop are your red, green, blue, and purple. purple. And then additionally... There's there are other things I forget exactly what they're called. They're like droids of some sort that also take kyber crystals. You can be you can purchase them elsewhere, and they have like a white kyber crystal, and you can swap them out. So you could take out say you have a red lightsaber, you can take out that red kyber crystal and pop in a purple one, and now you have a purple lightsaber. That's right. Again, cool. expensive, but but <laughs> but, but you're able to do it. <laughs> All right. It was cool. I'm, I'm glad I got to do it and not spend two hundred dollars on a lightsaber <laughs> that know. would cause a rift uh, in your marriage. Yes, I mean I like and my hold, wallet. I, I like to hold it, but not not not, much, not much more than that. Let's talk about the cantina. Okay. Did we really? I mean, let um, standing room only, unless you get one of the booths, um, which was surprising to me. Even at the bar, you are standing. There are no bar stools. No anywhere, which I. Oh, I love to sit. There are some high, there are some high top tables um, that surround the bar as well. Yes, so high also tops, standing, all, all standing, except unless you're in one of those little alcove, which is all 
all they show on the website are like the nice little seats. Like they don't say like, oh, you're going to be slammed up against the bar. The second time we went, they didn't actually have room for us. And we were like a party of six or something. And they were just like, okay, just like try to get in there. Yeah, and you the, can stand uh, anywhere. Just like try to get in the bar. They said and we're just like, stand what? here and wait for someone to leave. And then sneak and in. And then kind of sneak in and find your way at the bar. Like when you find an opening. Then why did they put you in there? Right. Right, because like, uh, they had that was a disaster. the The cantina was not my favorite part. Rex was cool. Like I like the actual bar. Like the bar looked fun. Like it was it was funky. I, every time the cantina theme song comes on, like it I get was, pumped. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. Good. Every time yeah. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. And then it, and then they switch it to another song, and I'm like, yes, yeah, all right. And they just pump you in there, just complete assembly line style. Oh, they, You're always... You get the check immediately. You order yeah. to get the check. You're and always you hyper aware that Disney wants you in there and they want you gone quickly. And that's you're never fully comfortable, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, that's my biggest problem with it. It's a bar... Like, even at somewhere like Trader Sam's, where I know that they have small capacity and in order to make money, they want you in there for a limited amount of time... And then they want you gone so they can bring in more people. I never feel, even inside Trader Sam's, I always am able to get a certain level of of, of comfortableness. Like, I, I feel homey. I don't think you're able to feel like that at the cantina. No. You feel like you're, you're hustled in there. You're hustled out. Get one drink and get out of here. Yeah, it's cool. Did you see DJ Rex? Yeah, it's awesome. Now get out. I, I feel a little differently. I okay. think... Um, for as much demand as there is, I thought the system was fairly well done in the sense that, okay, you could have two drinks. Like, I don't think they rushed you with, like, drinking them or anything. Like, I know what you're saying with the, the check and everything. It, it does feel like a little bit different experience if you do get to sit, which we got to sit the first mm-hmm. time. So it is a little more relaxed. Like, you just – now, the thing about that is there's – those tables sit eight. Yeah, you're sure. And there was only two of us. So you're sitting there with six people you don't know. So if you have like qualms about something of that nature, you know, it could be awkward. Um, We were fine. But I understand why they did it. Yeah, it was, it it did feel more rushed standing at the bar. The second time we did it, we stood at the bar. But they gave us, they said like, there's four of us and they said like, here to here. Here's your area. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that was, and the bartender came over right away and stuff, but um, I'm sure they did. Be, they wanted you out of there. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see like once that initial flood. Yeah, yeah like are they going to change? I, think that? I feel like it's always is a longer way to do that than the ride. Yeah, like way I mean, longer. Yeah, but they also so the first time we went, whatever there was some issue with the line. We waited for a while for our reservation, but then the second time we went, the hostess said you have 45 minutes. Oh, so they uh, said that to us straight up when we walked in. You cannot exceed forty five minutes. And someone in our party was like, "How do they really regulate? They don't no, regulate no, that." Right. But, but they, they told want us you to straight have, up. They so want like, you to right. have in that he- in your head that you're not hanging out here. Right. So like when someone tells you that, like when someone puts a time limit on your fun <laughs> on your or your fun. experience, <laughs> you're never fully uh, comfortable. And and that was my biggest qualm about it. I guess I, you know what. You know, it's fine for what it was, but personally, I am someone, and I I think I'll speak for the group here, we like to go to a bar and hang out 
and drink as much as we want and be comfortable and able to BS with each other. And that's what we like to do. It's not like, like, I didn't go there for the freaking drinks. There's nothing there that I'm like, I have to have that drink. I can't, I can't go to Disneyland and not have that drink. No, there's nothing there. I can, I can live without everything there. So given the choice, I'd rather go somewhere where we can sit and hang out and spend time with each other. That does not. It's also it's also loud, so it's not um it's not conducive to like. It is like a club in there, like it's like a club. It is. That's what I was going to say. It's not a place that I would want to do that. No, no, no. That the nature of it precludes you from doing that. If that's something that you're into, if you're like you like a loud, raucous atmosphere, you're the type of person that's like, I want to get something that I'll onto the next thing. You know, like, I, I'm on the go. Like, I want my drink. I want to soak in this little area and then move on to the next thing. That's perfect. It's perfect for you. But if you're looking for an experience like Catherine describes where you want to actually, like, set up shop, soak in the atmosphere, talk to your friends, and have a couple drinks, it's not what you're... That's, that's a, not what you're getting. That's a real head-scratcher because the cantina in the movie is kind of like a quiet... Yeah, it's dive. not busy. It's yeah, like, it's like whispers and... Yeah. No, this know. is like... The music is loud. It is. Yeah. Like, when, you, when you're when you that first party waiting to get into the canteen, you can just hear like... It's pulsing, <laughs> yeah. And it is... It's just cool. It is, it is cool, but it's very, very, very loud. And I also think... I saw a lot of younger kids there, which, of course, like, if you're there and you get a reservation, yeah. of course you're going to bring your kids in there. But, like, I would hate that if I were a kid. I would hate it. And actually, we should we should note, we had a lot of the non-alcoholic options too because we were with a 17-year-old. Um, so we, we tried the food there. We tried the drink. There's like something that looks like a Petri dish that was very interesting. It had like Pop Rocks in it. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and then the, was there was like a trail mix with wasabi peas, which was interesting. But then the you, got, you got the one um, non-alcoholic drink that had like Powerade and it had like boba balls on yeah. it. And yeah. you, he really liked that. What if only you that? could get like a flask. And oh, <laughs> there is also absolutely no substitution, no special ordering. So like if you like something except for one ingredient, you're screwed. You can't change it. <laughs> I it think is, they're pre-made though. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is pre-made. But, okay, I just wanted to touch on that. So, let's move away from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Rob, what else do you want to touch uh, on? The only other thing that was, like... What was the other... Oh, um... The, yes, the uh, Craftsman Bar at um, Grand California. So, we spent... <laughs> two hours there. It was pretty toasty after <laughs> I left in the afternoon. Um... I I really enjoyed it. Um, so this is so this. How do I describe this? If you were going to use the say you're exiting California Adventure uh, and use it into exit. the Grand Californian. Once you come to that main, you gotta go left or right. You go to the left where Whitewater Snacks would be. Um, there's a gate now, but I don't. The gate looks like it's like exclusive, but it's, a, yeah, but it's yeah. like you just walk through. Um, <laughs> And it's the pool bar for the Grand Californian. This um, is the anti-Ogus If Yes. From everything we just described, Ogus Cantina, this is the antithesis of that. Yes. Very comfortable. Yes. Nice couches. Yes. Um, um, what time of day did you go? Just we were curious. there like... Uh, what did we do? We ate lunch somewhere and then we went over How there. How many buckets of sweat did you sweat out? Um, Enough to was, fill the bucket of beer. It was. <laughs> I wish they had buckets of beer. Um, not that bad. 
Like, we we were in the sun, too. Like, yeah, it, it should be said that the, the one knock that I really do have on this location is the lack of shade. It is. Just built into... Right. They have, like, semi-covered seating area with, like, wooden... A terrace. With it's like a, a terrace, like yeah. A terrace it's about, wooden yeah, slats that are you. open. And so you're not escape. There's You're in direct sunlight in a lot of places you sit, so... On a really hot day, that could be a detriment. And you you were there when the GM was there, right? Correct. As was, as were we. Oh, really? Dan, right? Yes. Okay. He was very nice, and he was, like, asking us for feedback when we were there. Oh, really? Yeah, so we talked to him, and we were like, oh, this is awesome, great spot. And one of our friends, who was extremely sweaty at the time, said, you got to put some kind of shade up here. That's the only knock that we have yeah. is that it is so hot. And so, like, we would have hung out there if it was shaded. We would have been there for hours. It was just like so freaking hot. I was really impressed with their food options. They had a lot of good food options considering they just opened and uh, a lot of decent... um, The drinks... The drinks I had were amazing there. Yes. Yeah, a lot of decent drink options. So, so yeah, I, w- I was really impressed with, with what they had to offer there. I'll definitely be back. I said this could replace... This is... Hearthstone? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, at night, if, yeah, if you like go it, when the yeah. sun goes down... And they uh, also had some live music, which was really good. Uh, like, we we, en- we enjoyed that. It was it was enjoyable. Which yeah. do you like better? The spa or the new bar at Coronado? Oh, man, that's... That's uh, apples and oranges there. Um, right now, the new bar at Coronado. I, I just like how it's shaded. It's like it's like a stone tear. Like you're you're covered, and I feel like that's good for Florida. And I was like, I'm not I'm not kidding. That was so uncomfortable sitting there in the sun. I felt like I was on fire. <laughs> like I was sweating so profusely, and then like you're drinking and you're dehydrated. It it was yeah. just like. Like if I would if it would have been after the sunset that would have I would maybe have a different answer but just because the one in Disney World is shaded and like you're totally undercover I, I did like that a little yeah bit. I had to tell the server to keep the waters coming so I didn't <laughs> die oh our server was really nice too it was someone who tra- uh, was a Trader Sam's server he was really good he was so good um you know I I just wanna I just wanna make a note. Uh, two things here um we've never been to the wine terrace like upstairs did you know there's an upstairs where where are our listeners when we need them like wine country trattoria so you go up there we had that like charcuterie plate last year do you remember that we like yes. sat there at the there's, at the wind like the window yes, all the way to the right there is a flight of stairs you can get go up and you get like a nice beautiful panoramic view of like Parad- or Pixar Pier and Cars Land. Like, you can go up on the second floor. To the... So that... So, like, the window to the left, there's a little staircase. Well, see, I started ordering all the way to, to the, the far the, left. Far left. And that's, like, a different window. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I started going there because fewer people order yes. there. So the line's always short, and they, and they have the Hangar 24 there. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm good. But I know, but that's not part of like the table it's different. service. It's oh, different. I had just assumed. Yeah, it was... we we met um, a couple at Ballast Point, who was like our favorite place to drink is the like the the but Carolina it... Terrace. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we've been there before. And then they were like, yeah, you go up the stairs and you have the beautiful view. And I'm like, 
I have not been there before. And they were so like, is there a bar up there? There is, and it's all shaded. It's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, they were like, we will go up there and hang out there for hours. So that's definitely something I wanted to do. We tried to do that, and it was closed for like an event or something. Oh, it was earlier I in did. the day, so I don't know if they just hadn't opened yet. Hmm. Um, another thing that I thought was really cool, um, we... You you all know from listening to our podcast, I love the Animation Academy. That's something I really miss in Florida. Happy they brought it back in some respect at Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, but they have, you know, like in the morning when we get to DCA, like we'll run in and look at the board and take a picture because we're like, what time is in the mode? We want to do that or whatever. Like we'll go check it out. So they're doing a thing now called Masterclass where the artists just spur of the moment will pick a character that they're working on developing for the class. So it's like a really like rare character, one you never see on the board. We did not do that, but that is an option. We got too drunk and didn't go back. Um, <laughs> and speaking of getting too drunk and not going back, um, I will officially, this is two podcasts in a row that I have given a redemption chip. The Lamplight Lounge has wow. been redeemed solely based on service which i think is why it lost the card in the first place um we had a bartender that was phenomenal what's his name andrew and he's been there since it was the cove bar so he i recognized him from the yes cove bar. and matt thought we didn't like him and i was like no i think we actually really like him like i think <laughs> yeah i had him confused with another i was like oh this is the guy that was was bad and then i was like oh i was way wrong this is the guy that's great yeah he's amazing so accommodating and really 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 nice um like we had just like a great time like the lot there was another bartender slash will? server there was it will I don't know, I but think he it was, was great too. Yeah, the two of them like were tag teaming behind the bar, and they did such a great job. We ended up going back because our friends who we were with have never been to Disneyland or California Adventure before, and I think they enjoyed that. And Lamplight Lounge just started doing a brunch, so we were like, "Let's go and just like drink mimosas." Um, so we went and did the mimosa flight, and uh, some of our friends got food. And we had another really good experience. Yeah, we were great. downstairs, got to sit on the water. They are desperate for service for brunch, by the way. You can walk in there, no reservation. I, well, I mean, I sent you a picture. It, that whole, like, I feel like that place has to be, like, revenue-wise, is like... It's it, dead. It's de that whole outdoor seating section where we would always sit. Yeah, no one. There was no one ever. It no. wasn't even open. They have like, built in a ton of capacity for that. Yes. Yeah, I agree that you have the downstairs now. Each time we sat, yeah, we get, ate downstairs, which uh, I don't know if they're just defaulting to that and that's like overflow up top, but we didn't eat upstairs at all. So hmm. it's interesting though. I, I don't we think... We didn't even go there. I, I don't think their reputation's the greatest. Lots of lots of good takeout there. Like you can get a Mickey's Fun Wheel to walk around, which yeah. I oh. like. Love that. Oh, we also saw Zach Levi again. What a nice guy. Oh, yeah, that's true. But anything else? A Soar Nova California was freaking great. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was so happy. Oh, and if you're gonna answer your phone on an attraction, don't go to Disneyland. <laughs> Who did that? The lady sitting next to Holly. On what ride? Soren. Oh. Like, in the air. She <laughs> Over <answered>. California. <laughs> I'm like... Oh I, I, I say, I'm like, 
This isn't really happening, is it? Oh, uh, like, hey, Carol. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm soaring over uh, Yosemite right now. Oh, now. oh, now I'm at a I golf could, course. I, could, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then... What are you doing? I'm like, if there's something that important, maybe it shouldn't be maybe you in should a be theme here. park. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if there's something that pressing. Oh, yeah. Oh. So that was clueless. She had no idea. So, I was going to say something to her, but I couldn't get my seatbelt unlatched when I landed, so... She wow. was gone. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Sad. Very sad. But otherwise, very enjoyable. Yeah. The, so, the I mean, it's just like. Beautiful. Just, just leave it. Just. Keep it that way. Yep. Keep it that way, California. <laughs> we love it. All right. Does anyone else have any parting thoughts about California adventure or Disneyland in general? I do not. We really, uh, <laughs> we had a lot to cover. We did. It's a busy time for you guys. It yeah. was. It was a big trip. It was. But. All right. Any last call items? You know I have a last call. Sorry. Oh, boy. This will be quick. Oh, boy. Um, they announced um, this past Wednesday um, all of the launch day programming that is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, so the Disney Plus streaming service launches November 12th. In the U.S., it is going to be at the very reasonable price point of $7 a month or uh, the discounted $70 for the year. So you get a discount if you if you lock it in for a year. Um, the I'll, I'll go very quickly through some of this. Marvel, th- as far as I can see for launch day, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World. That's it for launch day. Hmm. Then Pixar, everything except for Toy Story 4. Okay. Star Wars, episodes 1 through 7. It's Phantom Menace all the way through The Force Awakens and Rogue One. Uh, I didn't see anything about Solo. Disney, uh, just general, a, a real smattering. Like, it's it very strange how they determine this list. Like, everything from, like, 101 Dalmatians to a Goofy movie <laughs> and, like, Lilo and Stitch, but no... Um, I'm trying to think. Like, there, there's some, like, random ones that, like what they decided to include and what they didn't. And again, they're going to roll out more as, as time goes on. That might have to do with contractual obligations. Yeah, Cause a lot of that, 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 a lot of their stuff is still on stars. I yeah. saw last night. So, um, I'm, and again, I'm thinking can, that same to. thing with the Marvel movies and the Star Wars are on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Solo is still on Netflix. And I, I'm reading this from a, a Lifehacker, uh, the website article, which I think they do a really good job of listing everything. So you guys can check that out. If you just if you Google Disney Plus launch launch day, it'll come up. Um, I'll just say the the launch day TV shows that I think are the most interesting. Uh, all the uh, seasons of Boy Meets World. Yeah. All the seasons of DuckTales, I'm sorry, DuckTales, the 1987 version, as well as the 2016 version, season one. Uh, Goof Troop, um, a lot of cool um, things like that. Um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Star Wars Rebels, oh, and then (laughs) the the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, which well, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, that is going to be the, um, what they're advertising as a top tier uh, Star Wars TV show. Uh, the Simpsons, all 30 seasons as far as I'm concerned, which is, is huge for Simpsons fans. And Untitled, and here are two that I think are the most interesting that I didn't know about until I read this list. Untitled Walt Disney Imagineering Documentary Series, which is definitely interesting to me because I'm a nerd. And this one, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. It is going to be a show starring Jeff Goldblum where he picks things in the world and dissects them and talks about them in a Jeff Goldblum manner. And, well, I'm on board for that. 
Is, he, is everything just going to be like when he's talking about chaos and dripping dripping Life water on your hand? Finds, hey, finds six six bucks a month. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get immersed in a world of gold bloom. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, that's it. That's uh, interesting, and uh, I'm sure we'll learn more uh, at the D23 Expo. Yeah, considering they have a whole Disney Plus panel. That's correct. So. I will not be there, sadly, but the three other people sitting at the table with me will, so they'll have the scoop. Scoop. Scoop it up. There it is. Scoop there it is. <laughs> scoop there it is. All right. <laughs> that's that's going to be the name of my feature from D23. Yes. <laughs> scoop there it is. Oh, I love boy. that. Oh, yeah, boy. guys, look out for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it. Anyone else? That's all, folks. All right. Well... Cheers, everyone! Cheers! Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers! Cheers!